This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. Hello, and welcome to this episode. And today I want to talk about productivity and what does productivity mean and how being productive could actually hold you back, especially if you want to be a visionary in the world, especially if you want to be a leader in the world, that being what seems to be productive can hold you back. So this is something that I've played around with myself a lot and something that I always talk to my clients about, especially if people are moving from a sort of management position into more of a leadership position, or they're already in a leadership position, but they find that they're managing a lot. So they don't feel like they've kind of got out of the weeds, out of the day-to-day, away from the to-do list. So firstly, I want to talk about where this concept of productivity comes from, I think, and how it gets embedded in us and becomes something that's a little bit of a trap. Then I want to talk about what being productive looks like when you go through the stages of being in or running a business. And lastly, I want to talk about where value comes from, because I think this is a really important concept and it changes a lot when you become a leader, when you create your own business, when your job is to be innovative and creative and move a business forward, the whole concept of productivity changes. It's just a different thing that you're trying to do. So first, I want to talk about where this concept of productivity comes from. And, you know, I think this is, you know, for me, it's very much a generational thing, but I think it's something that's in our psyche, in our DNA. And I see it even in younger people. I still see this creeping in, this habit of trying to be productive by basically doing loads of things. So for me, as I said on previous episodes, you know, I grew up in a Northern family. I grew up with parents who'd had working class parents. So I grew up with this concept that hard work is good. You know, you work hard, you get on in life. That was the kind of equation. And lots of things also that I was thinking about this morning, which I've cleared through personally, which is that being lazy is really bad. You know, if you're described as lazy, you know, that's a bad thing. Being idle. I mean, can you feel the resonance, the negative resonance in that word, being idle? That does not feel like a good thing to be, right? And a lot of kind of like, you know, you had to get your chores done and then you can have fun. You work hard in your work and then eventually you get a reward. You get to retire and you get paid for doing nothing. But you only get that money because you've worked hard for a period of years to get there. So, you know, as I've said before, you know, this is very much in our DNA from the Industrial Revolution onwards. Before the Industrial Revolution, we were very much in tune with the seasons, right? It's not saying that life was easy, but we operated in tune with nature broadly. And then when we started to work into factories and, you know, produce more goods and services, not just for ourselves, but for other people, we clocked on and off, right? We were paid for the work that we did. There was an expectation about what we delivered in a time frame, you know? And when we add in the world wars and the survival instinct that that engenders in us, and you can see where all of this has come from. And like most habits, and I'm talking about 
habits are not just personal, but generational and, you know, human habits, if you like, that run across us all, they tend to stay around longer than they're useful. So, you know, working hard, it's not that working hard isn't useful, it's that the world has changed. You know, and we know the world of work is changing. You know, we read about this all the time that, you know, people worry about being replaced. You know, will we have people packing boxes or will machines just do that? You know, even the debate that's going on about supermarkets at the moment, do we use virtual tills or do we use the human being because it keeps the human being in a job? right? So we are on the cusp of another big change, a change which means that a lot of the normal everyday jobs will be done by machines. You know, we will reach a point where we go into supermarkets and there are only machines that take our orders. Now, you know, on one level, I feel sad about that because I feel like those moments of human interaction are really important. And, you know, I love those moments of human interaction of just that moment where you say hi to somebody when you walk past them in the street or or, you know, they serve you a coffee or whatever the thing is. I love those moments and those are becoming, you know, fewer and fewer. And COVID has definitely accelerated that, you know, that encouragement not to have human contact, you know, to scan a barcode on my table when I go to a restaurant rather than have somebody take my order, which I absolutely detest. And I try and stay away from as much as possible because to me, going out for dinner is as much about that connection and that human interaction and feeling someone's passion for the food as it is ordering and having something delivered to my table. Now, if I wanted to do that, I'd just order a takeaway, right? Anyway, that's another soapbox of mine. So we know that a lot of these, you know, lower paid, lower level jobs, more physical, practical jobs will disappear. And that's really scary if that's how you've lived your life and that's where you get your money from. And, you know, that's where your survival sits. It's a very scary prospect. But the reality is, you know, I think we're on a track where that's not going to change. I think there's a more positive way of dealing with that, which is really about creating situations where people get money anyway. You know, they don't have to do, you know, jobs that they don't necessarily enjoy in order to get money. I think there's a whole other way of living. But again, I'm not going to go into that too much on this podcast episode. But what I want you to think about is this concept of hard work, because it's tied so much into productivity. I must be productive. I must work hard. Hard work is rewarded. You know, I can give myself a pat on the back if I've crossed 20 things off my to-do list today. And, you know, it's true in one sense that's being productive. You will remove things off your list that's probably been on there a while. But in another way, it's only productive to a level because what you find is, and I'm sure you find this, that the more you cross things off your to-do list, the more stuff gets added on the other end, right? It's why I get so frustrated about cleaning because you clean and then you get to the end and then it's dirty again. It's like, oh no, it's like a vicious circle that never ends. I'm not a big fan of housework, as you can tell. So I want you to start thinking about productivity in a different way. And as I say, this is especially important if you are making that movement from manager to leader and actually even before that. I'm saying that because I've done a lot of that work with people in organizations of saying, you know, being a leader is such a different skill set to being a manager. You know, when you're a manager, you're paid to manage things and make things happen. And so, you know, a project plan, a to-do list, all of those things kind of make sense. When you're a leader, it doesn't. When you're a leader, you're expected to lead, to set the vision, to inspire people, to work out how to help people, you know, step into their fullest potential. That's really what you're doing as a leader. 
And therefore, the whole concept of productivity almost gets turned on its head. When I've worked in organizations, it's really interesting because this is probably one of the jumps that people struggle with the most, is this movement from manager to leader. Because when you're a manager, you write a list and you do the things and you tick them off and people do stuff and it's all good. And you're like, oh, I can see concretely the value that I add. When you're a leader and the further up you go through organizations and, you know, imagine that you are a founder of an organization or you're a CEO or whatever, you will do much less tangible things. You run organizations where people do tangible things, but your job is really to hold the whole, to hold the vision, to spot, you know, the next things that are coming through, to see where the company needs to move to. And if you're in that space, really your value and your productivity comes from being outside of the business, outside of the to-do list, not being in it. And so what people struggle with a lot, especially if you've been an expert, you know, if you've been an accountant or a designer, or you love, you know, creating marketing campaigns or whatever, you know, you get a lot of satisfaction from doing the thing. And so what often happens when people become leaders is they go, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. And worse, I feel like everybody around me thinks I'm not doing anything. And so they probably think that I'm lazy and idle, coming back to those words, and that they're doing all the work. And I'm just like sitting on my laurels having a nice time, which is clearly not true. (laughs) Well, you might be having a nice time, but you're not just sitting on your laurels. So I was reading a book a while ago, which I recommend to people called Rise by a lady called Patty Azzarello. And she said something in that book, which really struck me, which was all about productivity. And she described somebody, you know, imagine these two scenarios where you go into an office and you do your thing and you tick loads of things off your to-do list and you feel really productive and it's all good. But really what you're doing is just keeping the status quo going. You're moving in incremental small steps, right? Versus, you know, I decide not to go into the office. I decide to walk on the beach or be in nature or have a run or to do whatever kind of like gets your creative juices going. And you have this extraordinary idea about the business and the future of the business and where it can go. And you come in and you share that and it transforms the business. Which one of those is most productive? Isn't it interesting? But so often in business, we don't give ourselves the time and space to do exactly that, to go, actually, what if my value, so let's come on and talk about value. What if my value comes from those big ideas? What if my value comes from creativity and innovation and bringing new things into the business? What if that was true? And therefore, you know, being productive for me would be creating time to have those ideas. It would not be sitting in meetings between nine and five and then trying to be creative on the outside or trying to do the non-day-to-day productive tasks on the outside. That wouldn't actually be productive because it's not adding the most value. So I want you to really consider hard work and productivity as you listen to this episode and where you sit on this scale. You know, are you someone who believes in hard work? Are you someone who believes that being productive is ticking things off a to-do list? Are you someone that dives down into what your team's doing, who likes to be involved in the detail, who likes to control? You know, all of this is old habits and old ways of being and leading that actually don't help anybody. So I want you to think about productivity differently. I want you to think about it from a sense of value. Where do I really add value? 
And where do I add value in a way that only I can add value? That's also another brilliant question to ponder on. Where do I add value where only I can add value? So, you know, for me, I'm the founder of a company. I have a vision for this company. The Visionary Collective is a large part of my vision. And, you know, that's appearing in this podcast. It appears in a community online. It will shortly be a mastermind. And it's my vision to bring visionaries together in order to change the world. That's my big vision, right? And I was talking to some of my coaches the other day because we're going to start designing some new work around this concept and around visionary leadership. And it became clear that only I hold the vision in the way that I hold the vision. So my main job is to hold that vision. It's to be able to articulate that vision. It's to help my coaches and my team feel into that vision and go, okay, what does that actually mean for me? What resonates with me? How can I take that forward? You know, how can I listen to this and get excited about it? And, you know, really feed off Lisa's passion and excitement for it, you know? And then to say, okay, so what are the big pieces that move this vision forward? What are the kind of like the main levers that get this out into the world? That's my job. And that's really where my job begins and ends. Of course, then, you know, I need to check in with people. I need to make sure they're happy. I need to, you know, ensure that those projects are being delivered. But the reality is that if I share my vision, if I'm really connected to it, if I connect other people to it, and I've built a trusting, empowering culture, a visionary culture, then I don't have to manage anymore. And this is really, you know, the final piece of this jigsaw that I wanted to talk about today, which is, you know, as I say, the world is shifting massively at the moment. So a lot of those jobs where you get paid just to be productive, just to do a job, just to put a item in a box or items in a bag in a supermarket won't exist. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I know there's a sort of a rebellion about that. There's a paying cash, you know, don't use the electronic tills, but I sort of feel like we're fighting a losing battle on that one. (laughs) I just feel like, you know, and actually I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing. As I say, I think that we can find other lovely, fulfilling ways to live our lives, doing things that we love and being productive in a different way that will replace that. And I think that's the calling on a bigger level is to replace, you know, mundane jobs that probably the majority of people don't like with things that actually contribute to society, contribute to me, bring out my individuality. So that's part of my vision. The other thing, though, that I've talked about a lot and I talked about in Vision for Business in the previous episode is that the world of work is changing massively. So again, you know, this isn't any more about coming in and doing your job and doing as you're told, you know, having your boss say, do this and this, and then you do it. You know, that would be the old levels of productivity. It doesn't exist anymore. And even where it exists, there's like a, you know, massive feeling against it. So again, I think that sense of productivity in business, again, is going to shift massively. And businesses, you know, for as long as I've been involved in business, whether that was working for organizations or being a consultant as I am now, people have talked about, you know, we need to do bigger, better. We need to do fewer things. You know, we need to simplify. We need to be agile. This whole like simplicity and agility agendas, right? But they are mind-based agendas that don't really change the culture on the ground. 
So the opportunity now with all these amazing younger people coming into business who want to be inspired and motivated and want to think for themselves and want to create their job in a different way, there is such a massive opportunity for change, you know, and for leading and being with people in a different way. And I feel like maybe this is the time that we let go of the old standards of productivity, you know, where my value, let's use the word value rather than productivity. And I was thinking about this this morning, actually, and thinking, I don't like the word productivity. It sounds like I'm on a factory line, but I'm using the word for this episode because it kind of encapsulates an old energetic, an old way of being with business, being with work. So what if we replaced the word productivity with value? What if that was what we did? And we said, actually, our job is to add value. No matter where you are, whether you're the CEO or whether you're, you know, an intern or you're somebody that's, you know, newly out of university or college and coming to work or you're a mid-level manager, whatever, that we look at value and we look at vision and we look at what will move the business forward. You know, what really creates value here? What moves the dial? You know, what creates agility and creativity and innovation in this business? And how do we create enough space for people to think and be in that way? Because, you know, say the majority of bigger organizations that I work in, and, you know, even in more entrepreneurial companies, most people are still in meetings every hour of the day. And, you know, honestly, being outside of it, I can't even fathom how you do that. You know, don't get me wrong. I've got a to-do list. I love it. I love ticking things off. It's part of my nature. You know, I'm an achiever. I'm someone that loves to get stuff done. That does give me a buzz, right? And I know that I need to create space and I need space for creativity. And I know that's where my bigger value comes from. So I can play around and tick things off my to-do list and make myself feel good. you know. <laughs> and of course, there are practical things that need to happen in everybody's life, personally and professionally. But if I focus on value, I say my value comes from my vision. My value comes from leading my teams, from mentoring my coaches, from recruiting new and amazing coaches onto the team. My job is to give people focus. It's to say, look, these are the things I feel like we want to focus on this year. Not as a kind of, we are focusing on these things this year, but in a, you know, I'm setting the bar. And then somebody might come up in my team and say, actually, I've had this amazing idea for something that we could do that I feel really passionately about that we could add in. And, you know, that's the creativity, that's the value add. And often it's something because they're connected to my energetic and my vision. It's often things where I'll say, wow, I love that. Let's do that. But let's be conscious we're still trying to deliver these things or we take something off the table, right? So I do think that new cultures are really going to be about agility and creativity and innovation and, you know, making space for the bigger things. We have to really let go energetically and practically of this old concept of productivity to do that. We have to let go of that short-term gratification of ticking things off a sheet. You know, we have to let go of controlling people and feeling like I need to manage this person and noticing what my payback for that is. Why do I do that? Why do I like to control and manage? You know, probably because I feel safe and because I haven't built enough of a trusting relationship with that person to ensure that they're going to get the job done. So this is a huge cultural shift. It's a shift in the world. 
It's a shift as a human race. It's a shift in business. And if you're like me, it's a big shift individually. You know, this is one of those sneaky things that I really have to be conscious of personally, because if I'm not careful, oh, I've gone down that rabbit hole again. (laughs) Hard work, productivity, feeling exhausted, feeling burnt out. Oh, yes, I can go there very easily. And so this is about conscious awareness and conscious leadership of yourself and others so that you do not go down that rabbit hole. You know, this is not going, oh, I'll hand that job over there or I will take a few things off my to-do list. You know, this is a fundamental shift in how we operate together and how we operate together with autonomy and freedom, not control, and where we have to trust people. And again, COVID's accelerated that. If you're working from home, I can't look over the office and see if you're working. You know, who knows what you're doing? You know, you might have been on Facebook for the last three hours. I don't know, right? What I know is, are you delivering the things that add value? And that's where this is going. And I, for one, feel really excited about that because I think we've been trapped in this for so long. And I say it's been one of the biggest things for me to shift personally because of the way I grew up, because of the generation I grew up in. It's been a huge thing for me to shift personally. So you may feel that too as you're listening to this. So here's the signs that you're trying to be productive in the old way. You know, you start bottom up, you deal with the things on your to-do list and then see if there's room on the other side to do creative stuff. You know, you never get to the end of your to-do list. You often feel overwhelmed and burnt out. You feel like you're on a hamster wheel, you know? So it feels like doing these things makes you more productive, but actually it doesn't because it just burns out your energy. So I want you to think about turning this on its head. I want you to think about value. Where do I add value? And that's where my productivity comes from because that's how I move the business forward. And what can I let go of? You know, how can I make a fundamental change here? Not just like take a couple of things off because I'm telling you they will appear back on the bottom of the list. How do I shift things fundamentally? How do I change the way I operate? How do I build from my vision? How do I create trusting, inspiring, amazing cultures that actually deliver on this? Those are the things to think about. So I hope you found this episode useful. And I hope that as you're listening to it, you're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I see what she means. That's what I do too. You know, welcome to the human race, right? We're all creating, if you're a change maker, you're creating a shift that goes against the prevailing current, if you like. And so you have to step off that current. You have to step off and stand on the bank and, you know, (laughs) watch the water and smell the air and, you know, do all of those things in order to change this. You cannot do it from being in the midst of the job. So my encouragement today is to take some time out, to walk, to be in nature, to, you know, even if you just walk around the block or you go and sit and have a coffee by yourself and just feel into, what am I actually doing here? What are these big things? How can I create this differently? And how can I get my business and my team on board to do that too? So this is part of what I create in organizations is the shift in culture and what I'm really passionate about, because I think when we achieve the shift in culture or we get more on this track, then it will have such a massive impact on so many people and how we live our lives. And I'm really passionate about doing that. 
So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're listening, thinking, oh my God, I could do with some help with this in this in my business, then do reach out to me. I would love to have a chat with you. You know, I can only cover the basics on these podcast episodes. So if you want to go into this more detail or you've got a need in your business, then do reach out to me and I would love to have a chat. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Collective Podcast with myself, Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder or leader and want to transform your business, please do get in touch at lisa at lisamitchell.co.uk. 